Today is Sunday, August the 2nd. Uh, my name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually designing, actually attending, actually stashed, actually upcoming, and a contest. Um, hi, everyone. I know it has been less time than I thought it would be, which is great, since the last episode. Uh, it's been a very, very busy couple of weeks here, but I had a couple of... Um, ideas and updates and things that I wanted to fill everybody in on and as I look at my calendar with the last of the summer and my kids go back to school the third week in August, which I hate, um, then I was looking at the calendar and feeling like it's going to be quite a while until I can record again. So I thought I would at least put together something quick and uh, thank you all for hanging out and joining me. Actually working. I am full on back from vacation now and as the week has gone on, I have had a lot of time um, on conference calls or um, at different things. Swim lessons are back on, and that's a nice hour of knitting time for me every day. Um, the kids and I went to the drive-in movie um, the other night, and uh, also today we went to Bronco's training camp. So those were occasions for me to get some knitting in, and so I have quite a few things on my needles that got at least a little bit of attention this week. So the first of those is my um, Burkett hoodie. I worked on this a lot this week. This is a project that I am um, pretty excited about and I feel like it's kind of my main large project at the moment. So this is a, um, the pattern name is Burkett. It's a design by Alicia Plummer. It's a DK weight hoodie and I am knitting this in my Long Rider DK from the Madeline Tosh uh, Magnolia Society Sweater Club. And the name of the color is Blue Stowe. And I um, made quite a bit of progress on this this week. Um, I finished the front increases and joined this for Knitting in the Round. And then there's a series of raglan increases, which I finished and I managed to separate the sleeves and work the body a little bit and now I'm at the point where there is some um, texture, there's some reverse stockinette that happens on the sweater and I am ready to start that and also start the waist shaping. So I'm really hoping, you know, top down raglans a lot of times when you get to this stage they start to kind of fly off the needle. So this will sit on my desk this week as I am working and hopefully I will make quite a bit of progress on it. I'm really hopeful. I do, like I said, I have a couple, a little bit of travel and a couple of trips coming up and I'm hoping to bring that along as my travel knitting and maybe make some uh, substantive progress and have that ready to be worn in the fall. So that one is making me really happy. It's a really cute uh, design and the color is gorgeous. So very excited about that one. The second thing that I worked on a bit this week is I had been working on some um, self-striping socks with some yarn that I had dyed myself. This one is a, um, it's got an orange, a pink, a purple, and a blue self-striping. And I uh, just did some more work on the leg of these, but I'm really happy with how it's turning out. You know, I um, had done quite a bit of experimenting with different uh, techniques and things for the self-striping, different sets and combinations of colors, and I'm really happy with this one. I don't maybe love it quite as much as the other set of vanilla socks that I have on the needles, which is the two grays and the pink and blue, um, 
because that one I'm really just enamored with. But this one also, it's very, very cute. I like it a lot, and I am very happy to be making a little progress on it. So that one's living in my purse right now, and I expect that it will also get some love this week, either, um, I don't know, at swim lessons or somewhere else during the week. So um, both of those pairs of socks are coming along nicely. The other thing that I am working on, so I had finished um, another one of the gradient cowls last time, and um, so then I had freed up the needles I'd been using for those, and I had two skeins of yarn that I had hand-dyed, and I cast on a couple more cowls. So the first one is not a gradient. This is um, some Malabrigo, undyed Malabrigo, that I had bought from Dharma Trading Company, and um, that Memorial Day weekend when I was doing all of that experimenting with the hand-dyeing, I, um, I bought... I took out some of the, the Malabrigo worsted that I had upstairs, and I decided to just kind of dye this in a variegated fashion. So um, I had a silver gray. It's a really, I would say, kind of a medium gray. It's not quite as dark as a charcoal, but it, it's darker than silver. And um, then a little bit of leftover, um, I think this one was the deep, magenta. I don't think it was the fluorescent fuchsia. I'm pretty sure it's steep magenta. It's the same pink that I used in the um, the three color gradient that I made my easy um, shawl out of. And then some purple pop. And so those were just left over. And I just kind of hand painted that real quick and steamed it up. And it's been sitting ready to go for a little while. I knew it was going to be a cowl. I hadn't really decided for who yet. Um, and so I just cast this one on, and I have to say I'm really happy with it. it it's a little bit, I'm not sure what happened if I didn't rinse it well enough or if it dried funny. Um, the beginning of it felt a little bit stiff. This was yarn that I did use, um, that Pro Paste, um, in the dye because I had been hand painting a sock blank with it. Um, so I think it may have had a little of that maybe I didn't rinse all the way out but it was just the outer section of the ball so the other thing that I thought is I might have bonded into a ball before it was completely dry I'm not really sure as I've worked my way through the ball um, now it's nice and soft and squishy like I expect Malabrigo to be so I'm sure that when I um, wash it with some soak and block it it will turn out just exactly the way I want it to be and I think I've decided that this one is going to be a Christmas gift for my niece Amelia. She's 10 and uh, I like to do special things for her. I only have two nieces and so Amelia and I try to make sure we have some special fun whenever she's here to visit and I think this will mean a lot to her especially if she knows that I dyed the yarn and everything so uh, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. I think she'll really love the colors. I can picture her. I can picture clothes that she wears that have all of these colors in them and she lives in Minnesota so um, woolen things are always good for a kid who lives that far north. So that's what I'm thinking for this one. That's actually on my needles as I talk to you today. And I am very, very excited about it. So the second one that I cast on, um, I cast on on a pair of size four circulars. And um, this is one of the other skeins that I did with the cake dyeing. So this was a DK weight, 
with some Selena content. Really like how this one looks. I'm excited to see how the gradient looks. The worsted weights that I did, I'm really also very happy with, but because the DK weight, um, you know, wound up into a, I guess like a denser cake. I mean, the cake is always kind of the same size, right? But the dye did not penetrate as far into the cake when I did it. So this one does have um, some white in between. So it's a, um, a Caribbean blue and the silver gray, um, but with some white in the middle. And I, again, I'm not sure who this one is going to be for. I did do the same colors on a worsted weight that I think I'm giving to my sister-in-law. Um, but this one is real pretty and I am excited to see how that gradient looks and then, I don't know, make a decision about who the lucky winner is for that one. So the last thing that I did make some progress on this week was my garter swish blanket. So that's a Stephen West free pattern and it's just um, a large squishy blanket. Um, you hold two strands of worsted weight yarn doubled and I'm making this as a wedding gift for my cousin Dan. He's getting married in October, which suddenly feels really close and really like, oh, I got to work on this blanket. When I started it back in May, I thought, oh, this, I'm just going to fly through this and I have all the time in the world. And now I'm starting to have a little bit of a panic about it. So um, I did put several inches on the blanket this week. I finished up a um, a skein of the gray yarn that goes with it. So I have moved on to my second skein of gray yarn, but I think that's of six. So again, hence my panic. Um, maybe I'm just panicking because I haven't been knitting on it. And if I actually give it some attention, um, it turns out it doesn't get any longer if I don't knit on it. Right. So, um, I have three colors in that and it's a knit picks preciosa, which is a, um, a worsted weight single, so it's nice and squishy and lofty. I think it's really pretty, and the colors are all um, water-sounding names. I think one of them is called Maritime, and the other is called Captain, um, and I don't remember the name of the third, but it's a, a bright blue, a blue that I would say is a little darker than royal, but lighter than navy and kind of a turquoise and then a really pale gray. So I really like how it looks. I like how it looks now that I have three um, complete stripes on it. I'm a little worried that the cats have been laying on top of it as it's here on my desk. So I may have to figure out um, how to de-cat it before I give it as a gift. Um, but that's pretty exciting. And then the other thing that I'm giving them is I had been taking a um, pottery class for about a year and I have um, not taken one all summer because I've been so busy with work. But um, I had a couple of pieces that I had made with um, with Dan and Zoe in mind. And so I threw a couple of really nice bowls back in April. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but I put the date on them when I throw them. So I went in this week. My kids had taken a hand-throwing class as a camp this summer. And I... Um, I took them in to glaze their pieces the other day, and so I glazed these as well. So I just glazed them um, two coats of a really nice navy blue. And it's interesting to see the way the pottery glazes come out. You know, sometimes the different layers um, fire up differently. So I feel like it's got hints of kind of an earth tone. I, I don't know that I would call it brown. I definitely wouldn't call it rust, but it's somewhere kind of in between. Um, and they turned out lovely. So I have two bowls like that and I have a mug and then I tried to make a mixing bowl and the handle fell off 
Um, but I do have a nice bowl with a spout. I'm just trying to decide if that's practical since the handle didn't work out. So I may try to get in and throw a couple more pieces for them um, to go along with the blanket. But for now, um, that is the state of the wedding gift. So that's everything that got some attention this week. It's a lot more stuff than last time. So that's good news. It's nice to be home and uh, knitting again instead of driving and driving and driving and driving, which I did on our road trip. But we had a we had a blast, so totally worth it. So actually hand dyed. I um, didn't actually get the dye pots out this week at all, but um, the other night when I was recording, I was steaming some yarn that I had dyed. I wanted to take a little time and talk about how that turned out because I was really happy with it. So um, you might recall if you listened to the last episode, I had a skein of MCN worsted yarn that I had bought um, and was planning to dye as a gift for a friend of mine. So um, what I did with this was I had some squeeze bottles that I had used when doing tie-dye with the kids, and I did half of the skein in um, a silver gray and just kind of saturated it with that, and then I tied the other half of the skein into six equal sections and I did a real neon rainbow with that and um, so while I was recording the other night I steamed it rinsed it out the next day uh, let it dry in the sun the following morning and then skeined it up and it is lovely <laughs> it turned out so nice I was really happy with it it was really the yarn itself was beautiful the MCN was a really nice thick, um, heavy worsted. I think it's actually an Aran weight yarn. And the colors um, just turned out fantastic. So I was really, really, really happy with it. I was very excited to bring that to dinner with me on Thursday and give it to my friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what she does with it. She's talking about maybe making a hat, which will be fun to see. Um, but I will keep you guys posted as I hear from her. And if she shares pictures, I will hopefully get her permission and share them here as well. So thank you, um, Sarah, for a great dinner and for being a great friend. And that's it for actually hand dyed this week. Actually designing, I have a couple of things this week. Um, the first is uh, last year I had knit myself a bulky cowl. I have some um, Madeline Tosh home that was a yarn club from a couple years ago, I think. Um, the colorway is Mandala, and that was a um, one of those surprise colorways. I think I had signed up for Jewel Tones that time. And so it's very similar to the colorway they also used to have called Spectrum. And frankly, um, when I first got this yarn, I was not sure that I loved it. And I was trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, and decided that what I wanted was a really nice, heavy, long, you know, long enough to wrap double around my neck, um, bulky cowl. So um, I knit that up last winter and uh, wore it every time it was cold. It's really nice. The yarn is lovely. It's got a lot of loft to it. And it honestly, the colorway knit up um, in a way that I really, really loved. So I guess the good news is on first sight, I wasn't sure about it, and I ended up adoring it. 
Um, so it's a very simple pattern, and I just the other day got around to writing that up and publishing it. So um, you can find that in my uh, Ravelry as the Adelaide Cowl, um, and uh, check it out if you're interested. I, I posted some pictures. I tried to take some pictures the other day of the piece because it was 90 degrees out and I was outside in a bulky cowl, but um, anyways, very excited about that one. The other thing that I'm really working on is um, a cabled cowl. Um, this is something that I had considered, well, I did submit to Twist Collective. It was not accepted, but I am still pretty excited about the design, and so I'm moving forward with knitting the sample of that, and then I have that ready to go for publication as well, and I am excited about that one too. Actually attending, this was one of the reasons that I wanted to record again um, so quickly because there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today. So um, the first is that I I had been confused last time about the dates of the yarn along the Rockies, and I think that's because um, it turns out that there are actually two yarn crawls going on in northern Colorado um, in the month of August. So the first one actually kicked off uh, this past Saturday, which was August 1st, and that is called Hot August Knits, and it's a northern Colorado um, yarn crawl where the yarn along the Rockies is more Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs. This one is more um, Longmont, Fort Collins, Estes Park, and it actually um, extends all the way up to Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming. So I wanted to put this out there in case anybody local was listening and wanted to check out um, some of these other stores. There are, uh, I think, about 10 stores participating. So there's Cowgirl Yarn up in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, they were they had a booth at um, the Interweave Yarn Fest, and the owner of the store was lovely. I'm on their mailing list. I don't I don't have any idea that I would possibly get up to Laramie um, without making a special plan, but I will say that the owner of the store was absolutely lovely. When I talked to her at Yarn Fest, I bought a cute little kit from her. Um, gosh, and I apologize. I'm going to have to look up the details and put them in the show notes. But I bought a cute little felting kit. They had a vendor at the Yarn Fest where you could go and try it out and just do some basic needle felting. So they ha the kit came with um, roving and then this paper and like a styrofoam-ish block that you put underneath it. And you needle felt it. And then it felts the wool to the paper then you throw the whole thing in the washing machine. The paper dissolves, and you end up with a felted object. So they had these beautiful scarves and things and kits, and it, it was just something that I found was really fun. It was kind of good stress relief to kind of just, like, hack at something with the felting needle. And um, so I picked up one of the kits in her booth, and it was just for, like, a cell phone case. But, um, but I do think that I want to sit down and try to do that and um and kind of see how that goes so that um is a shop that i'm sure if if you're in the wyoming area um and laramie in particular would be a great one to stop by and see um because she had a nice selection at the show there's also a store called you count that's in cheyenne um so again wyoming is probably not in my travel plans in the near future my local yarn store which is the longmont yarn stop which is shop which is a lovely little store is on the um 
yarn crawl, and I really had hoped to get in there this past Saturday. I am um, on the 15th of August riding in a uh, charity bike ride here in Longmont, and um, it's for diabetes. My stepdad has diabetes, and so um, last year we started riding in what they call their Tour de Cure, and this year, as of the time I'm recording, we're planning on doing a 30-mile ride, but I got up early Saturday morning. It was blazing hot, and I rode my bike. 30 miles is a training ride, and um, because I've been so busy, I have not been biking very much, and um, so when I got done, I was a hot sweaty mess and I was not in any shape to go to my local yarn store and I actually came home and took a nap um because the kids were at mini golf with my mom and uh by the time they got home I just I was in no condition to head down there so I I still would love to get in there Gail that is the owner she's lovely I always like to try to just get in there and be supportive so I will try to make a point of um, getting into Longmont Yarn Shop during the yarn crawl um, there are three stores in Fort Collins, Landspun of Colorado. That was one I had not ever even heard of. So it's kind of nice to know that there are um, yarn shops that I hadn't even discovered yet. And then the Loopy U, um, which I know is an incredibly popular store. I have not been in there yet either. Um, I'm afraid that I won't get in there. The kids and I were actually in Fort Collins Saturday night. Um, we like to go up to there to the Holiday Twin drive-in theater and see a movie every summer. So summer is quickly wrapping up and we had some things we needed to get done, but I was not um, up there in time. They're only open until five o'clock on Saturdays and I just couldn't, I couldn't quite work the timing there. Um, My Sister Knits is another store that's on the yarn crawl and um, that one, uh, my friend Sarah, actually, who was visiting from Washington, was up there the other day, and she said it was fantastic, like a beautiful store, and really a charming little building. So that one will definitely be on my radar um, coming up. And then there are two stores in Estes Park, Niata Designs, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, and then the Stitch and Den. I have never been into the Stitch and Den, so I need to make a point of that the next time I'm home. Um and then there is this, another store in Fort Collins called Your Daily Fiber. And then the Stitch and Den apparently does something called Trailer Stash. And they bring a trailer full of yarn. And they have it in Berthin sometimes and in Greeley. So they will have the trailer out there um, Saturday, August the 15th. And it's from 10 to 1 in Berthin. And unfortunately, that's when I'm doing this bike ride. So uh, there's no way I'm going to get to that one either. But uh, I... I was just very excited to hear about some new things. I really do like to support the local stores when I can. So this is great motivation for me to get um, out and explore and check out some new things. And maybe when I'm doing yarn along the Rockies, I will just make a point of, um, you know, making a longer day and heading up to Fort Collins and checking out some of those stores or something like that, or pick a different day, do my own yarn crawl. Um, so that was something that I just wanted to share because I felt like I do try to be pretty well connected and plugged in. And I knew that, that, um, the, the store in Laramie and the store here in Longmont were planning something for August because I chatted with them about it at, um, Yarn Fest. And then I think that's what I thought, you know, the Rockies was. So my bad. Um, and if you get a chance to support any of those local stores, 
that is fantastic. Shop local, right? So the other thing that I heard about this week that I was excited about is um, somebody in the Ravelry forum had posted me a link to the um, Knitting Butterflies podcast. And so that's another um, podcast that is recorded here in Colorado. And so I was listening to those the other night. And Emily is charming. It's a great podcast. And she started to talk about events that she was going to, one of which was the Salida Fiber Festival. So that is um, September 12th and 13th in Riverside Park in Salida, Colorado. And this was another event that I had not heard of. I guess this is maybe only the second year that they are having this particular event. Um, but it looked pretty neat. Salida is about three hours from where I live. And so um, if I'm going to do it, it would be a long day. But I'm thinking about maybe grabbing a couple of girlfriends and seeing if they wanted to tag along with me on the Saturday. So we will see. Um, but it's um, sort of south and west of here, um, almost you know due west of Colorado Springs, maybe just a little bit of south, kind of between Colorado Springs and Pueblo to the west. So um, this is not an area of Colorado that I have ever explored. And after my recent road trip adventures, I'm feeling a little bit brave about getting in the car and going places. So we'll see. Um, it's about six weeks away, and I have some time to decide. But they um, they do have a website, salidafiberfestival.org, and they do have some classes going on Saturday and Sunday, and then there's a Monday-Tuesday workshop. So um, I don't think that a class is probably in the cards for me, but they do have all sorts of uh, great vendors. Um, and honestly, a pretty long list of vendors as I take a look at the website so um, I'm just scanning quick to see if there's anything that looks super exciting. There are quite a number of folks from um, here in Colorado. And then there are a handful from Utah and New Mexico. And um, gosh, I thought I saw someone from Texas. Yep, Texas on the list. So uh, there are a lot of local people. I really like the idea of supporting local fiber artists and dyers and things like that. So um, this might be a really fun opportunity to just get down there and check people out and um, maybe find some cool things to tell all of you about because there are a ton of really neat um, vendors listed here. Not a lot of links to um, web pages or anything. But um, anyways, that's something I'm considering for the middle of September, and I will keep you posted if I decide to attend. Um, actually staffed, stashed. So that was the, um, the other big thing that I have been toying around with this week is the Madeline Tosh Sweater Club for the fall has opened up, um, and I am probably going to sign up for that again. Um, and so I just wanted to fill you guys in a little bit on the selections in that and then what I'm thinking about picking for mine. So, um, again, the sweater club runs six months and you sign up in August. Signups will be in August. Um, and then it's yarn deliveries every other month. So you pay every month, you get yarn every other month, September, November, and January. And they've really kind of mixed things up this time with some new, um, 
bases that I am interested in checking out. So September is a pure merino. This is not a superwash wool. Um, and then in um, November, it says MM Sport. And I thought that there was somewhere that had it more specifically. It just says MM Sport here. I think it's like Meadow Mountain Sport. Um, but this is a non-superwash sport weight two-ply yarn. And then MCN Fingering, which is their 801010 um, superwash wool cashmere nylon blend, which is a great yarn. I have quite a bit of it in my stash, but it's always a favorite of mine. And I like that it's three completely different weights and types of yarn. So um, definitely piqued my interest this time. There are 28 colors to choose from. And so they have that broken down into brights, jewels, earthy, and neutrals. So I guess there are seven in each. And so the colors that I, there's a lot of colors here that I like. Um, colors that I am leaning toward right now, I think, are ultramarine violet. I think where I landed the other day is I'm going to probably order that in the fingering weight. Um, there is a citrus that I like a lot. And so that's an orange color. I'm trying to decide about that one as opposed to maybe one of the blues. You know, I always gravitate towards blues, but there is deep and ink. And those really are kind of colors that I don't feel like I have in my stash right now. And so I might do one of those for the worsted. And then for the... Um, the sport weight, I was looking at grasshopper, and that is a color that I like a lot. I did have a skein of uh, Madeline Tosh Pashmina worsted um, in this color, um, and I had ordered it from Eat Sleep Knit, and then I don't think I was able to find it again. Um, but anyways, I knit that into a hat, and I thought that would m maybe make a really cute sweater. Um, it's kind of a green, obviously, grasshopper. So some of the other colors that I like a lot that they're offering, there's a purple called Prairie Fire that is gorgeous. There's a color called Deco Green. Um, there's Lettuce Leaf, which I kind of was bouncing back and forth between that and the grasshopper, but I think the grasshopper has more of a yellow undertone, where the Lettuce Leaf, I worry, might be a little on the Kelly Green side. Um... And then there's one that I'm not sure I'll be able to pronounce. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Marjorie. But anyways, there's a, it's M-A-R-G-A-E-R-Y. That's another really nice purple. Um, so lots of gorgeous colors here and interesting bases. I will probably order the large subscription. I think I've talked a little bit before about how I try to overshoot what I would need since they are kind of one-time um, deals, uh, you know, these aren't yarns that they regularly stock, I don't think. Um, so that would be seven skeins of the Pier Merino for 1,400 yards, nine skeins of the Sport, and that would be 1,800 yards, and then five skeins of the Fingering, so 2,000 yards. So I feel like, you know, especially that Fingering, that's a really generous amount of yarn. Even if I wanted to do like a hoodie or something, I think I could probably squeeze that out of that yardage. Um, so that is where my head is right now, and I will probably be making some decisions about what to order there in the coming week or so. So that's always exciting. 
I have a couple of upcoming projects that I'm thinking about casting on. Um, I do have some beautiful yarn that I bought at the Estes Wool Market. Um, the intention of that was to knit a pair of socks for my husband for Christmas. And I know that I probably sound like a crazy person worrying about Christmas, but I have already been doing some Christmas knitting. And I don't know, men's socks. I feel like I can knit myself an entire sweater in the time that it takes me to knit my husband a pair of socks. I don't know what it is exactly, um, but I just feel like it takes me forever. So I'm already kind of feeling like I'm behind on that. Like if he's going to get socks for Christmas, it always turns into a thing where I am knitting socks for Christmas at the last minute. And I've had two Christmas disasters in recent years. Um, with regards to his socks. So the first year that he got socks for Christmas, maybe it was the second year he got socks for Christmas, but anyways, two years ago, um, I had just some nice navy blue, you know, three by one ribbed knit socks that I was, I had been working on forever for him. And, um, I left them on the counter and my house cleaners showed up and they somehow in them cleaning and organizing and whatever, knocked one of the socks on the ground and then really uh they just sweep everything up so I came downstairs after they had left and couldn't find I could find the sock in progress but I could not find the sock I had finished and I think it had been on my needles at that point for like six months because I wasn't really feeling inspired and I at that point I was then I was just trying to like rush and crank it out at the end and knit the sock and I tore my house apart looking for this finished sock and then finally was like, I think it's in the garbage. I think it's in the garbage. I think they swept it up and they threw it away. And by that point, I had had to tell my husband, I'm, I've lost your sock. I don't know what's going on. I had been planning to try to surprise him with these socks, which was probably not a great idea anyways. And and then I was just like having a panic attack. Like, I've been working on these socks for six months and now I can't find one. I can't find the one that's finished. So... Sure enough, I went outside and I looked through the trash and there was the sock. So thankfully, it didn't have anything gross on it. I had to wash them when I blocked them anyways. So they got a good washing and all's well that ends well. But then this year, when I went to knit him a pair of socks, um, I brought the socks with me at Thanksgiving, I think it was. And so I went to my parents for Thanksgiving. My husband was... Um, not with us for Thanksgiving this year, and we, um, he's visiting his family in North Carolina, and so we went up for the weekend, and I was going to try to finish the socks, and then I just realized that the skein of yarn that I had, I was using a Knit Pick Stroll, I think, and the skein of yarn I had was not going to make it. But I made some really bad choices about, like, let me just see if I can start decreasing now. That was a disaster. So... Um, I think I cast on the second sock and then I had to order more yarn and then the box of yarn from Knit Picks got lost and then I left on vacation with the kids because I took them to Maui, um, around their birthdays, which are late December and I, I got back and the yarn was not here until after I returned from the vacation. It was a whole drama. Um, thankfully I had some hand-dyed BFL in my stash, um, and it was a nice gray, and so I brought that with me on the vacation, and I did finish 
those socks, and those were his Christmas gift. But the ones that with, like, the yarn issue, I don't know, I could just never really get back to, like, going back and fixing the one that I made all weird and finishing up that second sock. Like I said, this is kind of daunting. So, um, the yarn I bought at the SS Wool Market, I think it's called, I think it's MJ Yarns, and again, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but, um... That is yarn that I love very much. Yeah, it's MJ Yarns. They're in Lafayette, Colorado. And um, the the yarn that I bought is this beautiful blue with teals and greens. And so I'm hoping that in being so excited about um, knitting that yarn, that maybe um, that'll be motivation enough. I think the color I bought is called... Cerulean Twilight, and it's pretty. It's really pretty. So, fingers crossed. I I think that what might happen this week is that I make a dash down to the um, Longmont Yarn Shop and pick myself up another pair of sock needles because all of my sock needles are tied up at the moment. Um, and I have a little weekend getaway planned, and I might just bring that as my trip knitting and try to maybe I won't bring anything else, which would be painful. But um then maybe I would be um, inspired to make some real progress on those socks. So those are um, that's one of the things that I am kind of considering at the moment. And then I, I do have a couple of these double-knit cowls, some fingering weight yarn that I um, hand-dyed, and I have an idea for them, and I'm pretty excited about it. But I do need a little more focus time. So I'm hoping at some point soon to get those cast on, and those would be upcoming projects for me. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about today is um, I wanted to say thank you to everyone that has been um, following along and listening to the podcast and um, had joined the Ravelry group. And I um, I was looking at some other groups and trying to figure out, you know, how they got people um, excited and, and engaged and chatting with each other. Um, because I would love for this to become a community. I think I've said a couple times part of the reason that the podcast appeals to me is that I, I do work a lot and I'm in my house a lot and busy with the kids. So I don't have a lot of time to get out and meet other knitters or engage with other knitters. I don't have, I have some friends who knit, but I don't have a lot of friends who knit. And, um, so this was kind of my way of trying to, um, make some connections. So in the hopes of getting to know all of you a little bit better, I thought it would be fun to do a contest. So the idea here is that, um, the prize for the contest will be that I will, um, hand dye a skein of that beautiful MCN worsted yarn that, um, I dyed up for, um, Sarah the other day. And so that's 180 yards of, it's actually an Aaron weight yarn. Um, and I thought what would be fun would be if people wanted to post in the forum, I opened a thread called a contest. Um, and if you wanted to post about what your favorite colorway is, um, I said in the thread bonus points, if you include an inspiration photo, um, but I just thought it might be really fun to hear what people like and what kind of colors people are interested in. And then I thought I would give a shot at kettle dyeing. It'll probably just be a kettle dyed skein of yarn, but personally love the way kettle dyed yarn looks. Um, I will kettle up, kettle dye up some yarn for the winner of the contest. 
and send that off to you. So a couple of things. The dates I had in mind for this were starting um, August 1st, which was this past Saturday, and running um, through uh, 11.59 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on September the 15th. So there's plenty of time to get in there and take a look. Um, and then I will use a random number generator to select a winner. So um, I would really appreciate it if you guys would um, keep the chatting in the thread, maybe to a minimum, and I will open up a chat thread as well. That way the random number generator piece of it um, doesn't get weird. And then the only thing that I ask this time around is um, I feel like for this first contest I need to leave it to U.S. addresses only just because um, I don't have a lot of experience with international shipping and I don't want to get into a situation where I'm spending a fortune trying to ship something out. So um, anyways, I hope that that sounds like fun to everyone. I'm pretty excited about it. And if you have questions, just hit me on Ravelry and we can talk about that. But I'm excited to see um, what color ends up being sort of the most popular. And if people have inspiration photos that they want to share, I think that could be a lot of fun to look at as well. So um, anyways, that's just my way of saying thank you to those of you who have been listening because it really does mean a lot to me. Um, so that's all I had for this time. And um, before I record again, if you want to be in touch, there are a couple of great ways to reach me. Show notes are always at knitactuallypodcast.com. My Ravelry name is Becky-Kelly. Um, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So on Instagram and Twitter, um, it's just at knitactuallypodcast. And then there is a Facebook page for the Knit Actually podcast, um, which really is just primarily um, content from my Instagram. But I look forward to connecting with all you guys. I appreciate you listening and hanging out with me today. And I will talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day. Bye.